0: Hey, it's the Rob Report. Good afternoon. We're on 970 WDAY-AM and 93.1 FM. Nolan, good afternoon to you. How was your weekend? Good. How was yours, sir? It was all right. Are you a Game of Thrones fan? You know, I'm
1: not. I haven't no. gotten into it. I know I've, I'm like the only person probably in the history of the universe that isn't into it. Well, I don't I, I, you know. I don't you know. and Jay Thomas. Oh, okay. Well, that, that's one thing that me and Jay have in common then. That's like the first thing ever. So that's good.
0: Well, yeah, it's... Um, I well, I, I had this whole rant prepared, and I was expecting you to commiserate with me. And now You're not a fan. <laughs> well, you can of still Game
1: commit. You can still uh, go with your rant. I mean, I'll was, I I'm,
0: I'm having a hard time because obviously the, the the TV series has gone out beyond the scope of the book. Right. Right. I mean, we're in uncharted it's a, territory. It's the same with any adaptation of anything. Right. Yeah. So basically, what we have now is like fan fiction. Now.
1: Oh gosh.
0: Right. I mean, that's that's what it is now. Is it's it's fan fiction because it's not. I mean, it was, we were, you know, we had the books as as the basis, and obviously when you're adapting from a book to, to another medium like television or, or movies or whatever, you know, there's some adaptation that's got to take place. There's some changes and condensing and whatever. I mean, that happens. But now it's like we don't even have the source material anymore. We're just off in it, and it's it's changed a lot, and it's, it's a different show now. It really feels like a different show. It's still very, very good. Don't get me wrong, but... I don't know. It it feels a little rushed now. It feels like we're we're just trying to rush everything now to the end and It's very very good. It's not as good. I I'm guess so, that's my
1: I'm point. still trying to personally I'm still trying to digest the adaptation of The Dark Tower. I went and saw that movie the the day it opened, the Stephen well, King adaptation. What did adaptation. you think of that? Oh, I thought it was so
0: bad. Yeah. Oh my goodness. It's so I'm like I'm I'm a I'm a huge Stephen King fan. Yeah. I spent I I spent, you know, I probably read the first cuz I wasn't when when the first when the gunslinger came out the first dark tower book you know i wasn't really old enough to read it cuz i think it came out like early 80s and, Yeah. you know i was like 5 um so i i, I think I, I read the first one when i was maybe 13 14 and i read them all great series of books uh, probably the most wonderfully weird mashup of like western science fiction horror um fantasy uh you know you have you have so you have, you have sort of like the the Arthurian legend going right. on throughout all of it just just like the most the the weirdest wonderful story ever I, I I I've always loved it the movie gosh it's the the books have too
1: much I always say the books are really dense they're very it has a lot of density to them and it's the books are just too much to add adapt into one at least one movie you know, all, all,
0: the, all the more so because the books also. I mean, they're, they're very meta. You yeah, know, they're, they're very. There's a lot of references to other parts of the Stephen King right universe. Right, so, and he does that
1: with all of his books. I mean, that's just yeah, a, a staple of his a writing. That's just a Stephen King
0: thing. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I, I think I maybe enjoyed the movie. The, the hard part I had is that I went with my daughter, and she never read any of the books. And yeah. the movie really doesn't stand on its own. Like, if, no. if you. I I imagine there's a lot of people out there who have never read any of those books, who don't really have any idea about them, uh, that are just sitting there like, what is going on? See, the people
1: who haven't read the books, I think, probably are more inclined to enjoy that movie just because it's action-y, you know, it's it's kind of semi-fast-paced, you know, it's only an hour and a half. But the people who actually know the source material, I've learned, are the ones that are, you know pretty upset with it and I yeah I, yeah, I, I just I wasn't I, very pleased with it
0: I you know somebody because I talked about it when when it came out I talked about it on the show and somebody a caller had a really good thought about it that she called in and said you know if you think about if you think about the book in the context of or, excuse me you think about the movie as just a standalone movie and and you drop this expectation yeah. that it follows the books you'll enjoy it more and it's it's a good movie maybe not a great movie but a good movie if you just drop the expectation that it follows the books and right. maybe I guess that's what you should do it, I mean and I know, if you're of, gonna do it right, you, you, I think you got to do the Dark Tower series like you do Game of Thrones. Yes, and, that's and exactly that's
1: exactly what I think. And also, I think they were trying to bill that movie as kind of a sequel, almost like kind of a, a an add on to, well, to the series. The, well,
0: I don't want to have a massive spoiler, but he, he's he's got the horn. Yeah. Right. Right. I don't know how much further to go right. with
1: that, but I'm just yeah. I, I'm moving on. I'm waiting for I'm waiting for September eighth or 9th when I can go see it in theaters. That's that's yeah. what I'm 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 I've just moved on from the dark. And that's tower.
0: another one because Tim Curry was a staple of my nightmares as a kid oh, for his too. portrayal of Pennywise, and Ugh. so now I'm wondering if they can even that movie is going to be.
1: Yeah. So, I think it's going to be really really good. I've read some you know. Preliminary reviews and things like that. They... And that's
0: really King's sweet spot, right? I oh mean, yeah. A, a, sort of that, sort of that nostalgic childhood, but twisted. Um, yeah, that's yeah, that's that's a, that's gonna be a good movie. I, I can't I wait for it. One that, that should be a lot of fun. Dark Tower disappointing, but you're right. I, I think almost as a sequel, but we can't get into that because I don't want to spoil. If you haven't read those books, you know it might take you a year to read them all. Right. But you should dedicate the time because they're very good absolutely we i was not planning on talking about stephen king for this entire <laughs> show thanks for just knocking us completely off the rails nolan ah, yeah, Although i, I, I never that's what i'm here i for. never I, I i never i never mind a diversion into stephen king oh yeah, no, that's good so i i want to talk a little bit about um you know i got this this eclipse yeah i don't i find myself just being sort of ambivalent about the whole eclipse thing i don't know i find I, like
1: astronomical things interesting like i think planets are really cool like studying astronomy and like s- solar systems and things sure. like that is very yeah. interesting to me but it's
0: interesting like i read up on it like you know i want to understand what's going on yeah um the last one happened just before i was born this is not something i've seen i've gone out i've looked at it okay okay uh, you know, this is happening. It's cool. It doesn't happen that often, but I, I don't understand like the 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 mania
1: around it's, it. it. It's huge. Like I'm just uh, in the studio here. I'm just looking at the three TV screens that we have in the studio alone. Is one is on ABC. They're covering Carbondale, Illinois, and then CNN's got Nashville, and then they everybody's got different th- different cities that they're covering. For
0: this, do event. you think people are really this interested, or is this just a product of it being August and nothing else is going on?
1: Um. I think probably a little bit of both. I think people yeah. are genuinely interested in it. I the think people so. that are interested in science and things like that. I don't like understand, are I don't understand
0: in the it. people who drive like across the country. I mean, no, like if I if don't you're understand not, that.
1: I would never. If do you're that. not
0: like going into a career, you know, in in the sciences where you're going to study this stuff, I don't understand people who are driving like across the country to go see this.
1: Yeah, I think it's just a matter of people think that it's some sort of obviously it's a rare occurrence. I'm not going to not say yeah. that, but. I think it's just the the matter of it being so rare, and the and the last That's one true. happening in nineteen was it seventy six? Is that what we that what we said? Nineteen seventy nine. Seventy nine. I mean, I and think. the next one is twenty twenty four. I think so. I mean, it's not like we have to wait too terribly long for the next one anyway. So well, I, you
0: know. Yeah, it is what it is. Well, we're gonna take a break. Uh, I don't know if you're out there, if you're watching the eclipse. Love to hear your uh, thoughts, reactions to it. Seven zero one two nine three nine thousand eight 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 nine seven zero nine three two nine. Do you think it's cool, or are you just kind of Eh, whatever. Also, I, there's a letter to the editor. You know, last week we had Pete Teft on the program on Thursday. He's the uh, self-proclaimed um, pro-white civil rights activist is, is how he describes himself. He's talking about bringing a sort of a Charlottesville-style rally to the Fargo-Moorhead area. How do we respond to that? There's a great letter to the editor. I think somebody's got a great idea on how we respond to that. All of that coming up straight ahead on The Rob Report on 970 WDAY AM and 93.1 FM. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Welcome back. Rob report on 970 70 am 93.1 FM. The eclipse is uh, ongoing now. We're, we're on the other side of it, right? Like we're uh, yes.
1: 1259 was our, was our time. Yeah. I believe where we saw 80% of the totality or
0: whatever the, it does make the light look really weird outside. Oh yeah. It, it, looks it like changes the bit, shadows too. It's pretty it, cool. I look, yeah. It looks a little bit like something out of a, out of a horror movie a little bit. Yeah. Like I expect like zombies to come breaking down the street <laughs> or something. I don't know. I'm weird. Um I don't know. You, you like the eclipse, you don't like the eclipse. Call in, let us know. 701 293 9000 888 I find myself just I mean it's ah cool. I don't I, I mean to me it's kind of like, you know, you're driving down the road, you see a sign world's largest ball of tin foil or something, you take a look. That's cool. You move on with your life. I, I don't know. I mean now maybe I should be more awestruck. I, I just don't understand the VP. everybody getting Flipped out about this. Alright. Um okay, so last week we had Pete Teft on. He's he's gotten all sorts of headlines. His his dad wrote a letter to the editor uh, kind of disowning him, you know, basically telling him, you know, you you're not you have some some nationalist views, your your politics are, are repugnant, we don't want you to be part of our family until you renounce them. Um, had him on the show to talk about that. He has said he's planning a Charlottesville style rally for the Fargo Moorhead area. Um, and they're going to focus on on the pro-life issue, which, which I, I got to tell you, I'm pro-life. I think it's weird that somebody who goes and marches with Nazis would describe themselves as as being pro-life. I mean, if if you're standing next to somebody who is holding up symbolism that invokes, invokes the Nazi regime that murdered literally millions of people, including children and babies. And you're going to turn around and hold a pro-life rally? Give me a break. Anyway, letter the editor says, um, and this is from uh, Deb DeWitts, she says, After a recent visit out of state, I came home to the news that someone is planning a white supremacist rally in Fargo. It was also reported that someone else is planning a counter-protest at Fargo. I sighed and thought of Mother Teresa, who said, I will never attend an anti-war rally. If you have a peace rally, invite me. My thought was, yes, Fargo, let's not have a counter-protest rally. Let's hark back to the 60s and have a love-in. Let's not counter the supremacists and yell at each other. No one will be listening. Instead, let's ask all people who believe in acceptance, diversity, equality, and caring for other human beings to meet somewhere else in Fargo that day for a great big love in where we have a potluck, sing kumbaya and peace songs, and just play games and sit together in acceptance. We might even hold hands. Now, I don't know about the hold ha- hand holding and singing kumbaya part, but I don't know. That to me sounds like the appropriate reaction. Don't confront, don't fight just i i don't know i mean there's so much going on where, where everybody is saying this is my sunday column was about this you everybody says hate speech isn't free speech and everything else i don't know if, if somebody is out there engaged in hate speech i think the solution for that is more speech and i think that's what deb's talking about great letter to the editor in the fargo forum today seven zero one two nine three nine thousand eight 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 nine seven zero nine three two nine. tom's on the line tom what's up
2: yeah i checked out the clips today a little bit for an old floppy disk and took a look at the old one there, and I've seen it covering it up pretty good. And it's like, what I guess, about 75 80% totality we had here. Yeah, yeah I, th- I think cool. that's 80%.
0: Yeah, I think yeah. that's the number. Yeah, 80, and, 80%.
2: Okay. Well, okay, yeah. You know, it's not something that we see every day around here. That's no. Kind of sure.
0: no, it's cool to look at. I From mean, on don't the get me internet wrong.
2: Here, there was a yeah, uh, There's a guy that said uh, that it's Eclipse, and he's got like records from past history Let's to the evidence of uh, that after these the eclipses total eclipses that their uh, earthquakes follow after like two weeks after during the full moon so we'll have to look at because this uh actually tortellatory goes right over the course of cascadia fault there it goes right by uh yellowstone and it goes through the um, let's see what is it called the uh i forget the one down by tennis the memphis uh, uh, there's a default zone down yeah, there. I, an I, I don't zone. know.
0: Huh? Sounds like you don't know. More but you're you're saying there's a correlation between eclipses and earthquakes.
2: Yeah, that's what this guy was was saying, hmm. and he had all kinds of evidence showing that. So I guess we got to just keep an eye on it. Keep, keep your guess. car filled up with gas, maybe. I don't know.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Thanks for the call, Tom. Appreciate it. Seven zero one two nine three nine thousand eight 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 nine seven zero nine three two nine. I don't. That's the first time I've ever heard eclipses. An earthquake. I've put never together. heard
1: that before in my life.
0: I've never heard that either. I used to. live... I mean, when I lived in Alaska, we had earthquakes all the time. Yeah, they're scary things. I've never heard of them being associated directly with.
1: related. I don't know how they would be directly related to a. I wonder.
0: A I mean, do eclipse. we have enough eclipses where you could find like a statistical correlation oh, between gosh. cause like, and effect relationship?
1: Like full earthquakes and like full like eclipses like today? Or Are you saying just eclipses in general? Well, I don't know because I... there's different kinds. But I yeah. that's a. That's way above my, like, education level is trying to find that statistic, I think.
0: I don't know. Uh, Let's see. Kyle messages the eclipse is probably a conspiracy theory to distract us. The government is probably raising taxes right now. (laughs) Yeah, right, Kyle. That assumes that the government gets anything done. They don't get (laughs) anything done, which is fine by me sometimes. I don't know. We put too much stock in them doing things to begin with. We got to be more worried about them doing the right things, not how much they're doing of anything. Um, so I don't know. Yeah. The eclipse is happening and, and everybody, um, there's all sorts of, uh, have you, have you heard about this stuff? Um, have, have you heard about this stuff where, where people tie other things to the eclipse? Like, like domestic violence goes up. I, I've been hearing a lot of that kind of That's,
1: stuff. That's, that too. is outrageous. That's, yeah. uh, that doesn't make any sense to me. Um, I don't understand
0: why <laughs> that would be a correlation. I'm later.
1: still trying to figure out cause I had heard that, uh, in Illinois, there's a, a path of totality in one of the cities in southern Illinois, and Ozzy Osbourne is coming to that city to do "Bark at the Moon" for while right. the solar eclipse is going on. Yeah, and I'm just—I've—I've I've been thinking about it all day, like what Ozzy Osbourne is doing to where, you know, he has too much time on his hands to be going down to I guess. southern Illinois to play "Bark at the Moon" and then leave. I don't know.
0: Right. And at this point, is it even coherent anymore? Can you even understand what he's singing um, at this point? I
1: feel like he's better now, though, because he's like, he doesn't, doesn't isn't he clean now? Oh, could be. I, I don't know. I can't confirm if he's clean or not. I don't want to speak for Ozzy. Osbourne. I got a message
0: from another listener. It says, the only time I've heard about the correlation between eclipses and earthquakes is in the Bible after the death of Jesus. Okay. um, I guess I didn't, I, I wasn't aware of that, that there was a eclipse with the gem- is that, death. Is I, that I
1: inherently know. said in the Bible? I don't know. I actually don't know.
0: There is—I uh, I do know that Christopher Columbus once used an eclipse to uh, to save like himself and his soldiers. I think like he, he accurately predicted that an, an eclipse was going to happen, uh, and and was able to—I I, guess—could convince the indigenous population to like leave his people alone or something. I, oh. I forget what.
1: And then what did he do to the indigenous people after they left wow. his people alone?
0: I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about that part. Um, Okay, it was March 1504. Uh, Christopher Columbus, in an effort to induce the natives of Jamaica to continue provisioning him and his hungry men, he successfully intimidated them by correctly predicting a total lunar eclipse for March 1st, 1504, uh, visible on the evening of February 29th in the Americas. Uh, Yeah, I guess he used some sort of an, an atlas, and he accurately predicted it and was able to convince the natives that they needed to keep giving him and his men food. Just, just another interesting tidbit from Eclipse history, since it's on everybody's mind right now. More to come straight ahead. Hey, the North Dakota Democrats, uh, you know, whenever you talk about North Dakota Democrats, it's always the North Dakota Democratic NPL Party, and that NPL stands for Nonpartisan League. Now there's a group of progressives in the state that want to take that brand back and use it for other things. We'll talk more about that coming up as if the North Dakota Democrats could afford to be fractured any more than they already are. This is the Rob Report on 970 WDAY AM and 93.1 FM. We'll be back right after this, so go away. Welcome back. Rob Report on 970 WDAY. 701-293-9000, 888-970-9329. Email talk at WDAY.com. We've been talking about the eclipse, which uh, everybody in the whole u.s seems to be talking about right now earlier in the program somebody said uh somebody said there's a correlation between eclipses and earthquakes somebody else said that uh, the only correlation they'd ever heard of was in the bible when when jesus died uh, i guess there was an eclipse and an earthquake there another reader says it wasn't specifically called an eclipse in the bible it just says that the sun went dark and the earth shook uh and that's what historians attribute it to although i think if a person were to look backwards it would line up with an actual eclipse that would have occurred around that time. Huh. And what uh, what the Bible states
1: also is that the, the I believe it's, they say the temple was broken into, broken in half or something. Yeah, along just,
0: it's, so, somebody, somebody else emailed, and it's an actual quote from the Bible. Yeah. It's Luke 23 verses, uh, Luke chapter 23 verses 44 through 45. Uh, it was now about noon and darkness came over the whole land until three in the afternoon for the sun stopped shining. Uh, and the curtain of the temple was torn in two. So I, I don't know. I guess that's I guess that's where they're coming from. Um, you know, earlier in the program, too, I had mentioned uh, Christopher Columbus using an eclipse to his advantage, I guess, to intimidate uh, the indigenous peoples of Jamaica into, uh, into helping him. Shifty gears on that a little bit. There is a monument to Christopher Columbus. And obviously that's a big issue right now, all these monuments to people around the country that, Monuments to flawed historical figures that people think should now be destroyed or removed because of the flaws of those historical figures. I'm reading from the Washington uh, Times. A monument to Christopher Columbus that was over 200 years old was smashed with a sledgehammer Monday morning to combat a, quote, culture of white supremacy. A YouTube channel titled Popular Resistance posted footage of men in hoodies destroying a monument to Columbus and his famous voyage in 1492 Uh, The individuals carried signs that read, Racism, Tear It Down, Uh, The Future is Racial and Economic Justice, and this monument was in Baltimore. Uh, Also, this news breaking, uh, I'm just picking this up off Fox News, a Texas man was arrested Monday after he allegedly tried to destroy a Confederate statue in a park uh, during the weekend by planting explosives. Uh, Andrew uh, Schneck, 25, was charged with attempting to maliciously damage or destroy property, uh, receiving financial assistance, a Houston Park ranger spotted Schneck Saturday night in Herman Park in Houston, kneeling before the statue of Richard Dowling, a lieutenant in the Confederate Army. Uh, a ranger confronted Schneck, who had two boxes that contained duct tape and wires, and a bottle of liquid containing a highly explosive compound, authorities said. I, I, we're losing our minds over these monuments. I, I mean, this, is, this has gotten absolutely crazy out of hand. Um... And listen, I mean, I'm not against having a debate about these monuments and, and, you know, how appropriate some of them are in the modern age. I mean, listen, times change, social perspectives change, our understanding of history changes. And sometimes a monument which may have been appropriate 30 or 40 years ago or at least seemed appropriate to the majority of people is not appropriate by modern standards. And so I'm, I'm open to having a debate about moving some of these monuments, about just tearing some of them down. I I mean, we can have that debate. That's fine. Uh, To me, you do it on a case-by-case basis because some of these, whatever, I mean, some of these are art. Some of these are, are, are works of art that however insulting we may consider them to be today still are perhaps worthy of preservation in some way i mean maybe maybe we need to change the context in which they're displayed maybe we need to change the location and where they're changed but with this idea that we're just going to go out and start destroying these things willy-nilly that we're just going to start making what are frankly very politically motivated very politically charged moves to, to tear them down quickly without spending a lot of time considering what we're going to do to preserve them whether or not they should actually be torn torn down i we We are treating history cavalierly here, and I don't think it's going to serve anybody long term. And it's starting to get a little bit dangerous when you have vigilantes just showing up with hammers and destroying things. Or someone, apparently in Texas, apparently setting a bomb or trying to set a bomb. And thankfully, it was ultimately stopped. I I don't know. It just seems like we're absolutely losing our minds over this. I, I mean, I don't have a problem at all. With having this debate, but just showing up with a hammer and starting to destroy things, just seems to me completely unhinged.
1: I think people are probably overstepping their bounds a little bit while doing that too. I mean, it's uh, I agree with you. Like, there should definitely be a conversation of it, um, but I don't think it should be taken kind of to the magnitude that you know you're I planting think you should a bomb show up and to just start to blow destroying it up. a two hundred year old no, statue. No, I, I don't. I don't agree with that either. But I think that it should at least be taken. Um, You know, whether it's in the legislature or what have you, I think it should be discussed at least uh, in some because it seems to be a pretty hot debate, uh, especially since Charlottesville.
0: Yeah. And, and, And listen, I get it. It's a debate worth having. I'm not against having the debate. But for crying out loud. Just just stop. Just slow down. You know, I mean, some of these statues, I mean, they've been up for decades. Just slow down. Let's have a debate about it. And you know what? You might not win the debate, by the way. that's that's sometimes what happens in a free and democratic society uh let's see we got a caller seven one two nine three nine thousand eight 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 nine seven zero nine three two nine email talk at wday.com jim's on the line jim what's up
3: yeah hi you know you think about it these way these people are acting about 250 years ago they've been escorting people up to madame guillotine you know i mean it's the mob rule here and this antifa that covers their faces because they're such cowards that have to actually expose themselves you know for what they are they're they are the fascists. They are the fascists yeah. of the modern world.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, it is ironic. The the, the Antifa, uh, yeah, I mean, they call themselves anti-fascists, and yet they act like fascists. Uh, and, and then on the other side, you know, the people who are, are are just saying, oh, absolutely no, you know, these statues don't ever need to come down. You know, the, the, the neo-Confederates or the, the modern KKK people or the neo-Nazis or whatever, they're a bunch of idiots, too.
3: Well, I agree. I um, they're just as nuts. But you know the
0: thing is too, you know, these people
3: are such a small, small portion of the population. You know On both sides. The rest of us in this country pretty much live in harmony. You know, right. it's this small vocal group that somehow we seem to be paying attention to. And I don't know why, because, you know, what? it makes for good really TV. don't matter in the long run.
0: It makes for good TV. It makes for, for videos that go viral. It makes for lots and lots of clicks on the mm-hmm. Internet. Let's let's be honest. That's why we're paying so much attention to it.
3: And we blame it's our president for it because, you know, because there's a few nutcase out there that say they support him. And he's like, well, I'm not supporting these people just because they say they like me doesn't mean I support them. But yet all of a sudden he's guilty for by association.
0: Yeah, I mean, listen. I I want the rest of us to have a debate about these monuments, right? I I want I want level-headed people, and and there's level-headed people on both sides of the debate. I want to sit down and have it. I want to treat each individual monument or each individual situation uh, on its own merits have a discussion about the artistic uh, value of, of the monument or display in question, its historical context and everything. Let's take all of that into account and then make a decision on a case-by-case basis. Not all these monuments should come down. Some should stay up. Some should be moved somewhere else. Some should probably be destroyed because they're just not that valuable one way or the other. We can have that debate. And we can make those decisions. What we need is to stop paying attention to, as you say, the small minority of extremists and mouth-breathers, and, uh, you know, the rest of us, the, the grown-ups step in. But, unfortunately, it's, it's like the, the stuff that the grown-ups are trying to do gets obscured by what the extremists are doing.
3: Oh, I agree. I agree. And it's, it's all as far as I'm concerned, like I said, it's all just a tool of the media that they, they're using in order to try and defeat this president, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, could be. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. 701-293-9000, 888 You know, the other thing I wanted to talk about a little bit, is uh, right here in North Dakota. You know the, the North Dakota Democratic Party. It's a hyphenated term. Uh, it's the North Dakota Democratic Hyphen Nonpartisan League Party, uh, which is a bit of a mouthful. It's usually, you just hear it's like Democratic NPL. Anyway, the NPL was a separate organization. It was founded, you know, back around the turn of the last century uh, by a socialist uh, organizer who uh, and and they were advocating on behalf of. Farm, you know, it's sort of similar to the the DFL movement in Minnesota, Democratic farm labor. Um, But here in North Dakota, it was the nonpartisan league, you know, and and they um, they were a force to be reckoned with until about the 1950s when they merged with the North Dakota Democratic Party. They haven't elected uh, the the NPL specifically itself hasn't elected an executive committee since like 1968. Uh, The last elected chairman, Buckshot Hoffman, died in 2015. But anyway, there's a group of progressives in North Dakota who want to take that name, the nonpartisan league name, and kind of do their own thing with it. And they're, they're, they're saying all the right stuff, right, because they don't want to make it look like a schism in the party. But let's let's face it, it's there, there's a schism in the North Dakota Democratic Party, which is just amazing because it has become such a small group of people that you wouldn't think it would be possible to split it anymore, and yet... It sure looks like they're splitting, although the NPL people are denying it. We'll talk about that coming up next, right here on the Rob Report. 701 We'll be right back right after this. So go away. back rob report final segment i want to cover this uh what's going on with the it's npl thing you know the north Dakota democrats had a a meeting over in dickinson this weekend on saturday part of the agenda was a letter and it was written to lloyd omdahl you probably recognize him as a newspaper columnist today former lieutenant governor uh, he was the last elected secretary of the nonpartisan league uh, which today is a part of the north dakota democratic party they merged back in the 1950s uh there's a group of progressives in the state that want to take that NPL brand and use it for other things. Now, the North Dakota Democratic Party, they're an organization that holds not a single office in state government, in, in the executive branch, in, in state on the statewide office. Uh, they hold just one seat in the federal delegation, Heidi Heikamp. As a matter of fact, Heidi Heikamp is the only Democrat to win on the statewide ballot in North Dakota since 2008. Right? This will be th- this election cycle will mark 10 years since someone other than Heidi Heitkamp won as a Democrat on the statewide ballot in North Dakota. Democrats hold just 15% of the state legislature, 85% of the seats in the House of Representatives and the Senate held by Republicans. So this is a party that's been thoroughly marginalized. This is a party that has been whittled down most people in North Dakota these days. Republicans. So it, it cannot come as good news that a faction of the Democratic Party wants to take the NPL brand and use it for other things, to, to, to split it off in some way. And it's it's not clear. I wrote a post earlier today that it was splitting, and I got a lot of pushback from some of the people involved in it. They're saying, oh, it's not a split, it's not a split, in which case my question is, well, then what are you trying to do? You know, because they're saying they're going to continue to support the Democratic Party and everything else, but the thing is, if the NPL is now, you know, it has its own organization, well, then it's not really a part of the Democratic Party anymore. Now it's another faction, and it's another, it's a split. And and I don't know. I mean, you, you're you're looking out, and I, I think I think there's a lot of Democrats, both in North Dakota and nationally, who are very excited about what's going on right now because they see an opportunity. They see Donald Trump is very unpopular, according to the polls. Uh, His administration has faltered in a lot of ways in advancing their agenda. There is a lot of dissension in the ranks among Republicans these days. Democrats are sensing an opportunity, only at least here in North Dakota, it doesn't look like Democrats are in any way positioned to capitalize on that. They got a House candidate last week, former state lawmaker, Ben Hansen and emphasis on the former because that's a guy who took fourth place in his legislative race in 2016. He was the fourth place finisher. Out of the four people who ran for the two House seats in District 16, West Fargo, Ben Hansen got the fewest number of votes. Now he's going to be on the statewide ballot. Couldn't hold his own district. Couldn't hold his own district. Now he's the candidate for the U.S. House of Representatives. That's the sort of position that North Dakota Democrats are in. And now they've got this faction of left wingers that want to, you know, take away the, the NPL brand and kind of take it out from under the Democratic umbrella. And I don't know how to look at that any other way to say that it's a split. It's a fraction. And everybody, everybody knows that this was coming. I mean, Heidi Heitkamp earlier this year literally got booed at a Democratic organizing event for her lack of support for single payer health care. In the 2016 election cycle, Senator Heidi Heitkamp ended up not casting her superdelegate vote because she came under fire from a contingent of Bernie Sanders supporters in the state party's delegation to the national convention. They wrote a what was frankly a, a very harsh criticism of her, a harsh resolution, criticizing her for her support for Hillary Clinton. Heidi Heitkamp ended up not casting her superdelegate vote. So I think what you're going to hear is you're going to hear Democrats, and you're going to hear their sympathizers in the media, you know, sort of poo-poo this, a claim this isn't happening, but at a time when the North Dakota Democratic Party has been marginalized by voters in North Dakota. That's always important to remember. It's the voters that have been doing this to the Democrats. The Democratic Party has been marginalized by voters in North Dakota. They have been whittled down to a small, angry little nub of progressives. And even that little nub can't hang together. It seems they're fighting with one another. They're throwing rocks at the only person who is, you know, the only person who holds statewide office for them. It's just amazing to watch. I mean, you, you you couldn't you couldn't imagine more dysfunction. I mean, you couldn't sit down and write. Uh, you know, a novel or a short story or something about a political party in a state like North Dakota and have it be more dysfunctional than the North Dakota Democratic Party is. And and maybe just just ineffective, just limp noodle ineffective. That's the North Dakota Democrats. And they seem as, as unlikely as it seems. They seem headed to be even less effective. Anyway, that's it for me today. Jay Thomas Show straight ahead. You can always catch me here 1 to 2 p.m. Monday through Friday on 970 WDAY AM and 93.1 FM. Or, of course, 24 hours a day, seven days a week at SandyThingBlog.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk again.
1: Maybe you can drop my.